Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of a law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Today, uh, <laughs> we had some uh, debate about what to talk about, and then it occurred to me that what we really want to do uh, for 2017 with Comic Pop is start more series, start more, uh, you know, in-depth, long-term show concepts. And uh, we thought one of the great ways of, like, kind of bench testing some of them is by sampling it here on the Elseworlds Exchange. So what we're going to do today is we are going to start part one of a multi-part monthly series where every month we're going to talk about how to make your own comic book. We're going to talk about an aspect, Mm -hmm. maybe take a few questions. People have had uh, experiences in the past, I'm sure. If you love comics, there's never been a moment where you haven't thought to yourself, I want to make this. I want to do this. I want to have one for myself. So... We're gonna. We've had some experience in the past. We've had a lot of experience in the past, not just uh, with our with our own projects, but also with many other people who have started their own projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have intimate knowledge about the uh, the behind the scenes sausage making process that is mm-hmm. making comic books. So uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the beginnings. Let's say we're gonna start at the beginning and just go until you have a finished product. So, yeah, and we both come in with different. Um, perspectives knowledge yes yes different yeah <laughs> different uh, different different knowledge um but what's great is we uh we wound up um using some of those experiences over the many years of making comic books uh or pr- producing comics uh to get other fun awesome things for ourselves for example um i received for christmas this year a amazing uh commission piece that was thankfully through the experience of um of you and your your knowledge that you've yes. acquired over the over a, a, a period of years about how to reach out to artists and how to get things get the ball rolling. Yep. And so we got this piece made. Uh, I, I would show you the actual. But we're getting there. This is a mark. Piece, this is a uh, Mark Bagley uh, piece that is uh, customized to my spe- or my desires mm-hmm. according to Tiffany's interpretation, and it is uh, Batman Spider Man. Done by Mark Bagley. Yeah, and there's an actual like pencil piece. It's just it's, it's hanging up it's hanging over up. there. So we were like, and it freaking rocks. <laughs> like I can't I can't uh, overstate enough how awesome it is and how great it is. Um, so anyway, uh, that is the certainly not the culmination of our knowledge, but it's just no. a byproduct of having had the experience of like making your own comics and knowing what to do. So um, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Um, now the process of making comics has not really changed much since I started trying to make comics. No, but uh, yeah. So let's get into the beginnings. The first, okay. 
the first thing that I can say, if you're like, okay, I want to make a comic book. Let's say I've got a comic. Uh, let, let's say I love comics. Hang on. Let's, yeah. let's stop for one second. Um, before we even get into the let's say you mm-hmm. want to make a comic, let's recognize the fact that there is going to be three different types of people who will say, I want to make a comic. Make a comic. Yes. The person who knows how to write, yep. but can't draw, or doesn't think they can that's draw. That's true, that's true. The person who can do the panel art, but doesn't feel like they have a strong enough story, mm-hmm. and the person who can do it all. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then there's the people who think they can do it all, but as it turns out, can't. Right. Or maybe would be able to with more experience, but they want the product now. Yes. And that's something that we can't overstate as well, which is... Take your time yeah, and make the best thing you can yeah. because there are so many people out there who are making comic books yeah, yeah, they who are. don't have the, the knack yet mm-hmm. but don't care and they just want to have their product in hand, yep. which while is cool is not going to get you A, a career in comic books mm-hmm. and B... Uh, a product that you can really stand behind and be proud of. Yep. Um, now that said, I should say right off the bat, you will not have a career in comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say you won't specifically, but a career is a difficult word to use when it comes to making comic books. Um, the reason why Bendis has a large house and with a lot of family in it is because he's written so much yep. in such a short span of time. He writes a lot of books. And even the books that he writes, he is not paid nearly what you probably think he's paid for. Right. And that's a triple A title writer. You, regardless of your opinion of his writing, the dude writes uh, for the best-selling comics in the industry, and he isn't paid nearly what you probably think it's being paid. Yeah. So if you are getting into making comics, if you're that fourth person who wants to make a comic, but you are doing it because you want to get fame and glory, that is, then you should just stop. Yeah, comics <laughs> tend to be, it's a, it's a labor of love. It's an art form, so you're going to be putting something of yourself regardless of what element that you're bringing to the table you're mm-hmm. gonna be putting your something of yourself into it yes um and i should say you know like the fact is you just because you want to have something with your name on it doesn't mean that it will i, I don't know it, it's difficult to it's also something that you um you know as we're going to be talking about this process yeah. you have to recognize that um this is something that if let's say you're an artist and you went to school and you took like Art classes, yes, right? like and, figure drawing and yeah, you know like, everything. You know, just like art, either straight up. Very advanced high school classes or college level art classes. You learned how to go through a critique, which is one of the hardest things an artist can learn to do. And not only to critique another's work, but to, but learn, to, take how it. to learn how to be criticized. Yes, to learn how to take it and to and to grow from it. That will happen. Yes, it's going to happen. I mean, like as a comic book fan, you know. Yep. That. Criticism will come from all sides. Yeah. And it will come valuable, like it will be valuable. Yes. Or damaging or yep. invaluable. Like it will be something that you needed to hear, some things that you shouldn't hear, yep. some things that are just said that aren't really that they didn't even mean. Right. Exactly. And so you need to be able to have a discerning ear. And that's that comes with time. That yes. doesn't that's not something that you need to have in your arsenal when you're making a comic exactly. off the bat. Because like an example of good criticism would be if you talked about someone's art and you go like 
you know, like, I really like your style, but I noticed that some of your anatomy is off. And I feel like maybe if you, you know, looked at some more figures or maybe like did a little more figure drawing, that could really improve. That could be improved. There you go. That's I told a you a problem. Yep. And then I gave you a, a way to, to fix it. Now, a bad version of that would be essentially like, um, your comic sucks. Yes. Okay. Well, Why? that's not constructive. No. Like, how does it suck? Like, Why? What can, about yeah, it? Like, and can you be more specific? Yeah, if that person can't back anything up. Yeah, it means that they had probably an emotional reaction to what happened. It yeah. probably means the book is better than you think it is because they can't really back up why, which means the book resonated with them in some way. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I will say, uh, somebody asked, uh, what if something, what if you're just making a comic because you want to enjoy it? You don't want to, you, you just want to make comics because you love comics. Um, that is a great a noble reason to make a comic. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. In mm -hmm. fact, that's probably the main people who will produce self-published comic books yeah. in the world. It's people who just want to see their creation out in the world. And it doesn't even matter if anyone reads it, just they wanted to express it and put their world, their work yep. into the, the, the raging river that is a, the, the torrent of comic books. Yep. Cause I don't know if you've noticed, but like, Ever since, uh, like, even before Comixology Submit yeah. had a program, there have been thousands of self-published comic books. I mean, just look at the just just look at the web comic industry, which is a whole other boat, mm -hmm. but is uh, an experience that I've had a lot of uh, time working in that helped me develop my skills and uh, experience necessary to make comic books as well. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, you're speaking to people who have produced comics that are not, like, top-tier published nope. creators. It's just that we have created books, and we've had them published and read, yep. and, you know, top-tier creators have read them and enjoyed them, but, like, oh, certainly, yeah. but it, it's, we know the process enough to be able yeah, to Yeah, we've gone through it beginning, middle, and end. And uh, <laughs> we, because we've gone through this process so many times, we've met with many different publishers and creators and, and artists and writers and inkers and pencilers and cartoonists who have said conflicting information yes and it's been interesting to to know what's horseshit and what's kind of valuable yes and so that's where we come in exactly where it's like i'm not i am not trying to stop you yes from making a comic book which yep. a lot of people are which is a weird kind of aspect to comics web comics and comics in general that you don't really get to hear about which is like it's a covetous tiny group of people mm -hmm. who are all really happy that they're here having what they have worked so hard to achieve and any competition is viewed as an assault on them personally right right i mean it's not how it is all the time and certainly there are many creators who work together i mean look jeff johns and bendis do not have a have a, have a tiff every time they meet each other at a con yeah because they're in a different position they're executives they're writers they've worked in other fields they have yep. they've protected their brand and their interests but there are there's this other level of people who are like no and they're and they're going to give you either false information or conflicting information, which is why you can you can trust us as far as this is going. Because <laughs> like, look, I've made several, I've produced several comic books. I've worked very hard, and mm -hmm. I've, I've I've prostituted myself, I could say, to through like you know, I've literally sold comics door to door. I've sold at comic cons. I have sold digitally. I've worked with creators and and fans in general, mm -hmm. and I've never been more rewarded creatively or financially more than talking about comic books on youtube no it's true it's so true. i'm not trying to stop you from making comics. no and like you should like if you have an idea you should do it doesn't matter what comes from it yes there's gonna be this moment 
where you get your your finished product in hand and it's and gonna blow suddenly everything will have been worth it and it doesn't really matter what happens after that point because you're holding something that you created you know whether you created the story whether you created the art whether you created like both parts of it like it's something of you it's that's, true. that's right here yeah and um part of where i come in is um Along the lines of the creative, you know, like more on the art side yes. and helping um, to tell you where to, to locate an artist if you don't have that yes. skill, but also from the printing aspect. Right. Yeah. Your experience <laughs> is with like the more technical stuff. Yes. Whereas mine is more about like what you how, and, how to make one. Where and I will start? be and I will be here along the way for that. But once we get into that part of the series, I should be able to really um, help out, especially when we talk about printing, printing costs, all of that stuff. Yes, exactly. So, so uh, in the beginning, in like, the so beginning. we're gonna start with the beginning and just go from there. And so right. the idea, the question is, you love comics, and suddenly you think to yourself, I want to make one. Maybe you wanted to get into the film industry, and you thought to yourself, it's probably easier to break into comics, or maybe you just want to contribute to comic books. Right. You're just like, there's so much out there, and only for the last 25 years or so did people put your name on mm -hmm. them. Like that's what kind of one of the the other things that you you need, you you forget is like, you know, if you're going into get making comics for notoriety, like you, you and you want to work for like the top two guys, like DC and Marvel, like. You might have it. You might make a name for yourself, or maybe you'll just have written a really damn good Batman story that people will remember, but not remember you for. Right, right. There are hundreds of stories like that where it's like, "This is a great story." I wonder who wrote that. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you want to write a comic? You want to contribute? Let's say it's not because of fame and glory. It's because you just want to. You got a story to you tell. You got a story to tell. That's the mo well. That's where I'm getting at. Okay. Because like <laughs> you, you need to have. A concept because it yeah. like I, I can only talk about this from the perspective of like I'm I, I have a story and I want to tell it yeah but I know there are lots of comic book oh, yeah. people and out there who are like I'm a good artist and I want to do comic books exactly but I don't know where to start and that okay so from the writer writer's perspective typically like you said it's the I have a story to tell oftentimes from I, I would think an artist's perspective is you get this thing in your craw like yes. you get like this scene in your head mm -hmm. and you begin to spin a story out of it yes or you have a character that you have designed and you've drawn and you've drawn them over and over again so you have a, they and have then refined as you're go. drawing like whether it be sketches doodles whatever right this whole story begins to to mold from it yeah. right and then there's the other version of that where um you know you just want to you want to break into comics right yeah. like you want to be like part of the big two as an artist then you're probably going to be looking to work from like a, a couple of pages mm -hmm. for a particular character yes like a, you know like a big character that you can you know like either have a very rough idea of a script if that mm -hmm. um and then draw out the panels yeah. because you really won't have to worry about the letter Yes. Typically, if you're looking to break in as an artist, you will have someone who does the lettering for you. Yes. But like, what's <laughs> funny is when you're doing it all by yourself, you will learn the different aspects. Exactly. Exactly. So there's plenty of ways that this spark can come. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start from the writer's perspective? Yes. Because like, that's let's what just I... say. Let's just say you just. Yeah. Like just want to like just, just want to write. write a story. You just have like, you want to write a story, and you think you could probably get it into comics. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be prepared to write that story a lot. Yeah. Um, and when I say a lot, I mean like it could be anywhere between three to twelve times. Yep. 
I was going to say something that any, and like, I'm not a strong writer and I know that. Like, I know that's not my forte. I disagree, but that's fair. That's how <laughs> all you. writers feel. Um, but I find the biggest problem I have is I have this mental notion mm-hmm. that once I put something on the page, that's it. That's where it needs to stay. Right. And you need like, to be beholden to that. Right. Like, it's permanent. Yeah, no. And it's not. Like, you have to put something out there in order to start generating other ideas. Yes. Even if it's something that you're like, this is totally schlocky. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it at all. Yeah. Put it on the page. And get it done. Because you yeah. got to get it out. Yes. you got to clear that out of your head so that something else can come. Yes. Now, um, one of the things that I got hung up on when I first decided I want to start writing a comic was the technical aspect. Because when I was in high school, I was very into film and I was into screenwriting and I really Mm -hmm. wanted to get into writing scripts. And so what did I do? I went to Drew's Scriptorama website and I downloaded hundreds of scripts and I just read scripts, especially scripts for movies that I loved so that I could see how or where the thing I loved came from and how it was demonstrated uh, textually through mm-hmm. through writing, and um, so through that reading of scripts, I learned the format of writing film scripts, and that in and of itself is not necessarily a a, a, a finite process. There's lots of different ways you can write a script, um, but for film, it's kind of straightforward. You describe the scene, then you describe what happens, and then you have like a little special format for dialogue itself. But when you are writing for a comic book. There is always some kind of notion that says, I have, because if you come from a film background, you might be like hung up on, what's the format for writing a comic book script? Well, there isn't one. And when I say that, I mean, there legitimately is no format for writing a comic book script. But I implore you to read many comic mm-hmm. book scripts and what's fortunate is there's a lot to mm-hmm. to choose from and if you are a aficionado of comic books you probably have a few scripts you don't even know it right or you're just realizing you do now for yes. example if you have batman arkham asylum a serious house and serious earth there are there are many script pages in there by grant morrison same with um sandman sandman has a lot of script pages as well um, bendis puts a lot of script pages yeah. in his work um i think in witches snyder put some of his pages in the back yes he did and what's interesting about that is you're going to find that there is no set way to write a comic book script, which is first is going to be totally maddening. Yes. But once you get over that, it's very freeing because from the most intense Alan Moore style script, which is you should (laughs) read an Alan Moore script, but don't write an Alan Moore script. Don't try to do that because nobody wants to, no artist is going to want to draw that. Right. Because, (laughs) And I saw this question came up, so I'm kind of glad we got to this naturally. Yeah. Um, talking about, like, does the writer or does the artist decide the panel layout? That will literally depend upon the writer-artist relationship. Yes. Um, Alan Moore, for example, puts in Watchmen, put in every minute detail mm-hmm. that was supposed to go into And described panel. how many panels that were per page. Exactly, exactly. Um, there are other artists, and or, or, sorry, other writers, you, for example, who will write something that's like, and then you see a totally awesome spaceship. Yes, because when it comes to sp- certain details, there are some things that I really need to get right, and there are some yeah. things that I really don't care. Exactly. Or I trust the artist enough to be able to demonstrate. Now, you should have a relationship with the artist, which we'll get to mm-hmm. eventually. But when you're writing your script, it's funny, it's freeing because you don't have a format, but it's also restrictive because there's a rule of thumb. There's always a rule of thumb. Yep. You should never have more than, and by never, I mean never or asterisk never, right. except when it matters or except when it doesn't, Yep. Um, have more than, let's say, seven panels per page. Yeah. And 
the reason they say that is because imagine for a moment if every single page of your book had that. Now, if you're doing that for a purpose, that's something entirely different. Yeah. But if you if you're doing that because you're like, no, no, I have to show every single like element and moment mm -hmm. that's happening. Yeah. Then you should go back and readdress everything. Yeah. And, and your artist will probably if you if you're just a singular writer and you find an artist, your artist will probably come back and say. This is too many fucking panels, like, man. Can, can I play around with some of these panels? Yes. And uh, I implore you, if you've selected an artist, and we'll get to how to select an artist in the future, mm -hmm. um, when you've selected an artist and you have and you like what they do, you should, um, hopefully, if you if you love what they do and you've seen their work before and you've sampled a lot of their things, mm -hmm. you can trust when you, you you know their limitations or you have a feeling you know their yeah, limitations. And exactly. so you, you, you give them the freedom to do it. Um, I always love to give my artists, when I'm working with them, and I've worked with over 20, um, the flexibility to do something that they, just to, sh to see something they really want to see. Yep. Not just at the expense of something that I'm writing, but also because like, hey, here's a moment for them. To, for them. Yes, exactly. For them to put something of themselves in there. Um, but that said, writing a comic book script is frustrating and hard. It and is. it's really annoying. And every format you see is going to contradict the other. Yep. And uh, the only rule of thumb I have is, you know, think about how many panels you've just written. Yeah. And by the way, th this, is my, this is my format. Page number, you know, page one, mm -hmm. panel one. Describe what's in the panel. Mm -hmm. If you, if it matters, if you're wa if you're watchmaning out, you're gonna say like the really specific camera angle or yep. where you're gonna see. But it's gonna be hard for you to to, to to say like, oh crap, how am I going to show this? You have to visualize the comic exactly. in your head, which for some of us, especially writers who aren't artists, is hard to do. Mm -hmm. For that, I go as open as possible. I say something like. Spider-Man is swinging across the city or Spider-Man is webbing his, his, yes. his clothes to a, to a gargoyle, you know, some, some aspect that like I can, I know that the artist will understand. The other thing is you have to develop your descriptive language. You have to be able to tell your artist in a descriptive yet not overly verbose way, what is happening on the page so that they can portray it, yeah. but also not get caught up in your details mm -hmm. or get sidetracked by all your details. It's very true. Because you're you're gonna want to give them, you know, they are working. If if you're if you are not a writer artist, if you are a writer and you are working with an artist, you're probably work doing a work for hire deal. Yeah. And so as such, like they are technically like being paid by you to create a book. Um, that said, they're also a co-creator on your book, and yeah. so they should be given the flexibility to tell the story in a way that you both feel is the best possible way. Exactly. Um, one of the things that I always got caught up on, unfortunately, when it comes to panel layout, was if you look at my webcomic, flightofthebinturong.com or <laughs> FOTBcomic.com. I mention it not necessarily for self-promotion, just for examples. Yeah. It was re it, This was a webcomic. I was writing it for the webcomic format. Mm -hmm. It's still there. The whole book is, is up and ready to go. Um, but I was writing it for the webcomic format, and I was writing it in a, in a way to get the book one page, one full comic book page per week. Yep. As such, when you're writing for webcomics, you're trying to tell part of a sprawling story, mm -hmm. but also give someone a kind of complete moment in the page. So it wound up really screwing up what I was doing. It wound up screwing up Flight of the Binturong as far as making it a graphic novel. Yeah. Because each page kind of like is a self-contained moment, yeah, like, even though it's part of the next exactly. like, page. But, oh, but I'm sorry. But it also, I wound up cramming a lot of panels on the page. Yes, but if you're writing for a book, you know, 
here's look here's what you're gonna do you're gonna start writing the script right and you're gonna start writing panels just get it on the page yes then you're gonna reorient those panels and if you're a writer and you have and you're not gonna be drawing this you're gonna get someone else to do it do me a favor keep in mind the amount of words you have per panel that's a big deal and that i only say that because let's say in your head you're like this is going to be an amazing image when the artist gets it out there mm -hmm. right if you then just cover it in words there's no reason to give the artist that money for drawing that yes because, because you covered it you might as well write a novel exactly now you can of course use that you know as a writer as a creative as an artist yeah. to play with the way a, a a um a reader perceives what's happening yeah like, caption boxes thought yeah, bubbles or like uh, you can cram a lot in there if that's like let's say you have a character's talking really fast or talking a lot yeah, you, they're there's, nervous there's ways for letterers to be, to demonstrate that exactly visually exactly but uh, if you want an example by the way of art being covered by words because the writer was not able to censor themselves mm -hmm. and i don't mean censor themselves by like preventing themselves from writing something graphic or interesting yeah. just censor themselves by trimming down what they wrote Look at the early run of Daredevil by Kevin Smith, and you will see <laughs> huge, like double-page Casada part, like drawings covered in word balloons. Yeah, because they were afraid to tell a Hollywood movie director no, and he didn't know how to write comic books. Yep. and so you'll notice, by the way, as Kevin Smith's comic book career uh, progressed and developed, the words became more concise right. and the dialogue became more snappy and it really yep. it really worked because he, he he took his script writing experience mm -hmm. and just directly applied it into comic books yep. and they don't work they're not the same thing it's no. actually kind of remarkable it's why i applaud american alien so much because max landis had never written a comic book before mm -hmm. dude only wrote scripts and he lives in scripts he is a like script writing machine that's how he completely that's how he processes the world around him and so as such like i was kind of i was prepared to destroy american alien mentally <laughs> because i'm like look at this he was look at this jackass and what he's gonna do with this with, with superman because he's already gonna put his money where his mouth is and it was and he figured it out like he knew enough to reduce and to keep like everything concise and to only show the moments that are worth showing. And that's kind of the biggest secret of making a comic book. Right. Is figuring out what the key moments are and how to demonstrate those. And I think that's more for the artist than the writer because the writer can say, show yes. this, 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 and this. But when it comes to a comic like The Flash, you know, he's he's going in many different directions and he's always moving. Yeah. What moment am I going to capture? I'm always amazed by seeing a moment that's like dialogue. Yes. And what word the character is saying in yeah. the middle. If you're really focusing on your comic book and you're thinking about it from the creative standpoint, you can get really hung up on moments where you're like, why do they choose... This, the moment where he said the O oh, in holy yeah. as he was yelling. And, you know, you're thinking about how uh, to demonstrate, mm -hmm. you know, the action between the panels within those few panels yes. you have. Yeah, I've heard, um, I think Scott McCloud says this, that um, as an artist or as a writer, um, you can, let's say you wanted to have someone walking to a door. Yes. How few panels can you show that action in where it still makes sense? Yeah. And, you know, that's something we'll get, like, in the process mm -hmm. is, like, to vet your work. Yes. Because people who aren't intimately involved can help you with that as you go. But in terms of writing. Yes. Um, and something that I struggle with and will probably for a very long time 
is um, another conception that I have is that I have to know every single thing that's going to happen before I put words to page. Right. Yeah, like, you're I very... have to know everything about my characters. I have to know everything that's going on in this world. And I don't. I really don't. Like, that's too Tolkien. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and it's in direct contrast to how I write. Yes. Where I'm always surprised by what my characters will do. Right. Sometimes you... I'll have an idea about where they need to be. Yes. But I don't plot out how they get there. Right. And I just write it out. And I it's think not a very good way to do it, but it's how I do it. That's how he does it. Um, but for me, what I find that I have to do is I have to step back and take it in chunks where I'm like, okay, like, here's character. Like, what is going to be their journey? Yes. You know, where do I want them to be at the end? And then it's kind of, what is that journey? You know what I mean? So, like, yes, I have an overarching story and, like, I have the MacGuffin or whatever is happening. Mm -hmm. But often, for me, my stories are character-driven. Yeah. So, I want the characters to have a personal journey. And I ended up finding that if I could, like, figure out where I wanted them to be at the end, yeah. then the journey came a little more organically. That's usually what you should do. You should at yeah. least know <laughs> where your character will end up. But sometimes it's fun to find out where the character is going to end up as you're telling the story. And don't be afraid, by the way, to alter your story if you have a better idea yes but you have to be careful when it comes to comics because you sent your you sent your script to the artist yeah and then you have a better idea but they've already drawn it yep usually the artist will will have allowances they'll have like a like a like a redo clause in yes. your work for hire contract which of course we'll have to get into yes we will but uh you know, but try not to do that or you won't find many artists who want to work with you. No, exactly. And so... Which is why rewriting is important. Right. And so for me, like, I... Were I to ever actually complete and get an artist to, to draw because... And, we'll, and again, we will get more into artist area yes. in a minute because I... Yes, people have heard that I do draw and I do. I am not a panel layout artist. And there's some comic book <laughs> artists who aren't. And I don't mean like, and they shouldn't be, but like, no. like look at uh, Kevin Wada. Actually, okay. Kevin Wan, I think, does internals as well. But like interiors, yeah, interiors. But like, there are some artists who only do beautiful cover work. Yeah, I can't draw sequentials. It's yeah. not my strength. It's not my forte, and it never will be. And yeah. I and I fully accept that. And that's okay. And that's yeah, completely okay. But let's just say I was going to send my work off. Like I would want to be like at least ready with my timeline of what was going to be happening, mm -hmm. and maybe not like completed scripts as we go. Um, to to send off that way, I could know if I was happy with where I was going because, like you said, with that whole like you like find something that's better. Yeah, I've often gotten to that trap where I'm like, no, this was the idea I had, and that was really cool, and I want that to happen. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, like either someone like if I was talking it out loud with someone, someone gave me an idea that like sparked something a little bit like stronger. Or I don't want to use it because I'm like, no, this was my original idea. It's okay. Yeah, like. There are some things that you're like you, you got to take a step back, and that's the one of the hardest things to do is to try to look at what you're working on objectively. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh yeah. So and, and for me, by the way, like a tip for that is to walk away for a bit. Yeah, you got to leave it alone. There, you can't force yourself. Like yeah, you know they always say write every day, write every day. You should always write every day, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Force yourself to write every day, but don't force yourself to finish a scene. Especially if it's not working for you. Yeah. Find a way to decompress, to to get yourself out there. For me, I take walks. I go outside and I experience like the outside. Like I, I literally love walking. It usually gets my ideas going. Yep. I usually talk to myself or just somebody else and try and get like some thoughts. Yeah. Um. I usually just sort like try to compartmentalize my life into one kind of like 
a straight line and yep. when I'm when I'm back I have either either I have some better ideas or I'm clear enough to be able to focus and write. Exactly. Exactly. And like and like it's funny because you hear that a lot for artists, but for writers, sometimes you just got to walk away. But you, you know, gotta... but you so for some it could be you play video games or yeah, you Yeah, it could be anything. You know, or you paint or you leave, you know, you do Pilates. Like it doesn't matter what it is exactly. as long as you get, as long as it's separate from what you're doing. Exactly. And also um Here's something that I'm sure we've all experienced, which would be writer's block. Yeah. How do you how do you get through it? Everyone has their own techniques. Mm -hmm. How do you get through it? Uh, how do I get through it? I would leave. Like, I leave what I'm doing. <laughs> or I'll write something else. Right. You know, I'll, I'll just do something totally different. Yeah, that's... Um, at least that's what I what I have done when I'm when I'm writing. Exactly. I will either like leave it alone and focus on something totally different, or I will write something totally different. Right. And sometimes there's things where I, I've written for an entire day and then I throw it away because yeah. it's just it's just it was but just it, an exercise. You know what? That's not like losing anything. Or let's say, for example, you have writer's block and you can't come up with any ideas. Look to the internet. Mm -hmm. There is an entire uh, like if you're a fan of Reddit, there is an entire subreddit called Writing Prompts. R slash Writing Prompts. Oh yeah. Go there. Pick something out yeah. and see where that where that takes you. It may not be something you're going to use, but it's just something to help you get moving. And yeah. from those connections you'll make in your brain, new things are going to open up for what it is you want to work on. Yes. Um, so okay, you're you're a writer. You want to make your own book. You decided you you were you're planning on making your own comic book. Congratulations. Okay. Welcome to a to a world of debt. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, the, we're still on the writing. Correct. But we're on the writing. Uh, you want to make your own comic book. The question becomes, what are you going to write? So you have to have a story or at least an idea in mind. Mm -hmm. And then you got to write your story. And like I said, you got to find all these different scripts and different script formats. Find a style that works for you. Find a script format that appeals to your sensibilities, that allows you to write your story without getting caught up on, like, wait, I didn't do the right format. Yep. Like, oh, crap, yep. I have to redo everything. No, 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 no. Just figure out your format. Write a whole bunch of, like, sample. Yep. Write, write a couple sample scenes to see yep. how it flows. Read a comic you like, rewrite the scene, and do it through the script That's so that you can one. see how it, like, see if you can visualize or write the script for the scene without knowing the script beforehand so you can see if your mind's eye can recreate the images from the comic you've already sourced from. Mm -hmm. This is just an idea, so you got that going. Yeah, that's. Um, but you, but anyway, so you 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 figure out your format, you get all that crap done, and then you're like, okay, now I have to write a story. I have to write a comic. Mm -hmm. The question becomes, what kind of comic are you gonna write? Are you gonna write a or, or how are you going to get that comic out there? Are you going to self-publish or are you gonna try and pitch the book? And yes. try and get it published by somebody and, else. And the reason that that's coming beforehand, because you would think that would be something that would come like, okay, I have my book. Trust me. Like, it's, there's it's, there's an important reason why like this is coming at this stage and not at the end. Right. Well, it's, it tell, tell them why. It's, okay. It's interesting. So, all right. So if you're going to just independently publish this on your own, you're like, I want this to be a creatively, like my creator owned property. You don't want to deal mine. with editors, publishers, censors. You just want to make your book. Exactly. You just, this is the story you want to tell. Yes. And, and you don't care who reads it or whatever. And the fact is, if you are self-publishing and if it is up to a certain level of quality, you literally can just put it on Comixology Submit, yep. drive through comics, uh, drive T-H-R-U yep. comics. Yep. A lot of digital uh, publishers out there will just take your book. Uh, comicsfix.com will take your book. Like, yep. There are a lot of different There's digital of publishers out, out there. there. But that's the thing is that uh, Bill Watterson, who used to be a uh, syndicated newspaper comic strip artist, uh, one of the greatest, 
when he was asked about the burgeoning webcomic industry, he said, I'll bet there are a couple of good ones, but they must be lost in the thousands of, of crap out there. <laughs> and while that may be true and very cynical, because, well, that was Bill Watterson, um, the fact is that whether it's webcomics or comic books, if you are making your book for the masses and you're self-publishing it, mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, not for the masses, but if you're self-publishing it, it will get lost because there are so many. But that's okay. Like, here's the thing. For most of us, it's going to end up becoming a labor of love. You know, like it's something you want to do. But, and this is why it's a big deal to decide what you want to do with it mm -hmm. kind of early on. Yeah. If you're looking to just pitch something, if you have an idea and you want, if it's a still creator own idea and you want to pitch it to Image or Boom or... Boom doesn't take submissions, but... I'm uh, just saying, but, like, Oni, like, if you want Oni's, wanna, Dark Horse, uh, you know... IDW, Aspen. maybe. Um, then what you're going to want to do is, instead of writing an entire story and script, you want to write your 30-second elevator pitch. Yes. You actually... There are three pitches. You've got a minute pitch, the 30-second yes. pitch, and the 11-second pitch. Yep. Uh, your concept needs to be boiled down to its basic elements. Watch Max Landis do pitches. We're not going to teach you how to do that. Nope. Motherfucker knows how to do it perfectly. Yep. Just literally YouTube Max Landis pitch, and you can watch. And you'll be lost watching him for hours. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he's he's written the book on it. I mean, like, not really, but he doesn't need to because he's already pitched it. So... Uh, but anyway, if you want to get a, if you want to make a book for mass consumption through a publisher, here's the thing. Uh, let's say that you have a you have a great concept, you have a great idea, you mm -hmm. have either like a great original. Let's say let's start with original. You have an original property. You think it'd be great for Image. You're gonna you go to a Comic Con. You go to the Image booth. You say I've got a great pitch. I want to give it to you guys. They're going to stonewall you immediately. Oh yeah. But if you are nice, polite, pleasant, and patient. Yep then maybe you might get through the first level and get a response from an editor. There are a lot of editors who actually work the booths at, at Comic-Cons. Yep. And they're going to give you advice. They're going to tell you how you are going to get on their radar. And the thing mm -hmm. they're going to tell you is this, because they told they tell everyone this, and it never works. Yep. Make your own comic book first yep. to prove that you know what you're doing. That is... <sighs> I personally think that's one of the biggest lies in the industry. Easily. Because it's they, they, they might as well say, spend about $3,000. Yep. And I will give you the exact same reaction I'm giving you right now. And here's why I say that. Because we've heard it from other people that when you submit a story, if you submit a completed book, they're annoyed because they don't want to deal with your artist. They want to bring their own artist Yes. In. If Image wants to publish your awesome like horror noir pitch they have a plethora of artists within their purview. And maybe your artist was perfect for the story for self-publishing, but it wasn't perfect for an image book. Yep. Maybe your artist was perfect for a top-shelf book, but image won't publish that. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of... And by the way, there's no way to know what they want. Yep. So you have to resign yourself to which avenue you're going to go down yes. when it comes to pushing your book. Um, so now let's just touch very briefly on if you have it, like if you think you have like the next great, like thing, like, like Fantastic Four story, fantastic like superhero. Do you mean yes? Okay, that is the hardest thing to pitch. Yes, uh, and here's why: yeah. because you could email an editor, you could email a writer, you could talk to someone in per like in person. They could literally just take that idea. Yes, because it's their characters. 
Yeah, if you yeah, one of the things I remember this is going back a ways, but I used to be a, a a writer on the Bendis board, and there was this one artist who was pro level, mm-hmm. or maybe a couple of years away from being pro level, but mm-hmm. he could have easily gotten work, especially with the the speed of his pencils and the quality of the line work. He wanted to have this is before they this is before the new fifty two. They wanted to pitch a Barbara Gordon Batgirl book. That was their pitch. They would listen to no other ideas. They wanted no other criticism. They just wanted to know, are these pages good enough for a Barbara Gordon starring non-paraplegic Batgirl story? And the pages were so good that everyone blew smoke up his ass and told him, like, this is perfect. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I wrote something like, you are not going to be the guy to unparalyze Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have three Batgirls, none of whom are Barbara Gordon right now. Right. And Oracle is already... Like, the, you need to understand, like, all of this stuff about, like, how it's like, Oracle is already a character. I, the, I would... I, to me, unparalyzing Barbara Gordon was as unthinkable as bringing Bucky back from the dead. Which is... Right. A, both of those are hilarious. Um, but... I think he is working in the industry now. I'm Eventually, sure he is. because like he's he, his line work was so per- perfect and amazing. Not perfect. It was just it was it was, it was very great. Um, it was industry level quality. But that said, you know, if he were to pitch his Barbara Gordon Batgirl book, number one, they'd say oh, no outright because it demonstrated a lack of understanding about the industry itself. You don't even know that Barbara Gordon isn't paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, no 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 no! I just know because you don't know me and you've never seen my work before that I would be great at this. Um, they're not gonna want to hear that, like, because they're not gonna believe you and they mm-hmm. they've no reason to trust you. It's yeah. why you see so many of the same names over and over again in the industry. Um, so yeah. I'll get I'll get to the, your question. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, I just want I was just highlighting. Yeah, you know what? A let me let me so copy it and put it over here so I don't lose my. So time. um, so basically, I'm not saying give up on your dreams of being a Marvel and DC no, writer, no, but no, don't no. expect your pitch. Your first book will not be a Spider-Man book. No. Your first big two book won't be your favorite character. Right, but that's okay because here's what you can do. Like if you're just a writer, right? If you're a writer, and again, we're, we'll get to the artist side of this. Um, but. If you have an idea, and like, let's say you're like, no, it has to be Spider-Man or Bust, fine. But if you have another idea that you're like, I had this Superman book, try and see if you can't take the the heart of that story and translate it into your own world. Yes, yeah, that's I, I always say that. Whenever you're writing like a fan, whenever you're writing like uh, what's it called, fan fiction. Yeah. Change the names and make it yours. Yeah, exactly. And then you so, got your own whole property. And that's fine. Like, and then see where that takes you. Right. Because the idea is that, again, it's something you wanted to create on your own. And it is something that will technically start to get you on people's radars. Yes. Right? Is that you're, all, yeah, you're not a one note. You're not a broken record that says, I want to write Nightwing stories. I want to write Spider-Man stories. Like, you're not the one guy who keeps showing up asking to write their favorite character. Exactly. You are now instead a professional who makes comics, who makes stories. Like, And by the way, if you work hard and you spend the money and you put in the effort to make a comic book, you've made comic books. You're a comic book creator. Yeah, like, um, like, that's it. Like, you, you can vote have... in the Harveys. Like, that's... Yeah, you've done it. You're, uh, you're so, in, you're So good. don't feel like... Just because they won't let you write your favorite character or won't let you work for them in their very exclusive club, that you're not a professional. Because if you have done any of these things and if you've gone through this process, you're a professional. Yep. You know, you have insight and experience that you can impart to people who actually helps make make books. So, 
let's say you have this dynamite story and you, you and it's not Batman and it's not Captain America and nope. it's its own thing. Maybe it's about people. It's you know like it. I mean, look at uh, look at Landis's medieval story. Yeah. Right. That was. I mean, obviously it was on the. It, Landis had a lot of things going for him. Number one, he was a scriptwriter. Number two, he wrote a Dynamite Superman story. Number three, right. like, that He's experience. He's Max Landis, so it's a little different. Exactly. <laughs> people, yeah, people were using him as an example of, like, he broke into the industry, literally never wrote a comic book. They're more willing to let Hollywood people in yeah. faster. Because they're hoping to bring in a different audience because of it. They're or hoping a larger to bring in, audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so getting into, like making your own book and, and, and deciding to make it yourself. Let's say, let's say you do decide to make your own book. Like you, you listen to the editor. He's like, you got to make your own book. The fact is you need to have a body of work in anyway. order to be taken seriously. Exactly. You either need to have a career in some format of that industry. You need to either know someone who is literally the editor in chief of the company. Yes. Or you need to have a product. Yep. Or or a marketable skill and and proof. Yes. They also want, here's another thing they want. More than they want a self-published book that proves you can find an artist, work with them, and and do all the things that are required to make a comic book happen. You also need um crap, I lost my train of thought. Hang on. Uh, you need one other thing, and it's very important. It's like the most important thing. It's probably the most important thing. Um, you need an audience. Yes. They want you to have a built-in audience. Which and is they, difficult. And they think that, like, if you just create something and you just put it out there, that, like, they, here's the thing. Uh, editors and writers who are professionals in the industry, not by and large, or not, not everyone, but by and large, uh, underestimate a lot of a lot about technology mm -hmm. um and they have very weird ways of approaching you know how to get your books like either looked at or considered everything yep. like if you've made a comic at the end of all of this you've mm -hmm. done your thing and it's a digital only comic some editors won't even look at it because it's not in paper yep which is like but your whole industry is digital i know it, it, like you will, you will be blind. You will be blindsided by and how backwards a lot of the of it a lot is. Of these are. And at the same time, part of it is just that's how they've always done it. They don't want to change. Yes. They also like, and and this is where I nobody's trying to kill creativity here. No, because I no. It's just this is this, this is, is these are the, this is real talk that requires you to understand the reality of getting into it. Because here's the thing: it's going to be a commitment of time, effort, emotion, and money. But at the end, like the payoff that you get of having something of your own in your hands is totally worth it. Yes. But what I was gonna say was that. For every time that you've ever gone to, like, let's say you already have a product or you have some pages written or you have some drawings or whatever. Yeah. And let's say you wanted to show Scott Snyder. Right. Do you know how many people have asked Scott Snyder? Yeah, how to break into the industry or right? how to, like, fix his fix their story. Right. And that's not to say that, like, it's like, you know, that he's a jerk and, like, whatever. It's just that he has a finite amount of time to get his own work done, to appear at the Comic-Con, to have a family life. Yes. So for him, it's just at some point the work has to stop. Yes, he can't just always talk about this. Like yeah. that's why we don't do this all the time, because like or this all the time, like because it's, it would do would make you crazy. Right, but like so like that's not like you know like oh I don't think your work is good. It's just literally they don't want to commit to taking on something that they may not be able to deliver back to you. Yes, and uh, yeah, so 
So, okay. Yeah. Let's go back to the, you're a writer. You're a writer so and you want to get your book done. You want to get your book done. Um, let, I'm going to throw this out as a tool to use. Um, if you're looking for something to write in, yes. either... Some some people like to handwrite. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a choice. It's a choice, all right. And guess what? Like if you lose it or if you need to show it to anybody, you're gonna need to rewrite it in print. Right, in type, but some so. people that's the way they brainstorm. Fine. Yeah, if you want to brainstorm on, on paper, that's a great yeah. idea. Um, but or on a or a whiteboard or whatever. Exactly. But of course, you've got Google Docs, great resource, Docs, totally yep. free. It'll keep it safe and all cloud based. Automatically, it automatically saves every few seconds. It does. There's another program that I've used, and it's um, I believe it's free for an individual user. If you want to bring someone in to look at it with you, mm-hmm. that's where you'll run into some issues. I used and, to use this program a lot yeah, as a kid. And, I'm, and I can't guarantee the export capabilities. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but it's called Celtics. It's C-E-L-T-I-X. No, it's C-E-L-T-X. I thought it was T-I-X. It I used to be T-I-X. I think it's T-X. Um, it's essentially it's a script writing program, yeah. which will help to put in like the like interior the like you know the 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 actions the um the character name you can actually use it to create your characters themselves like there's an area where you can like make notes about your character and what it is that they like want to do yep um used to be ix yeah (laughs) now it's x but um so like i like that program a lot because it's really easy to put all of your thoughts into one place for that like you can really build out different areas of your, your stories it is very much in line with script writing, yeah. but like movies. I think they have a comic book. I'm sure they do. I think that you can you can choose which kind of format you want, and yeah. they'll be like, "Hey, here's here's comics." Yeah. I think comics is an option. Yes. But, uh, but he, by the way, that's one version of writing. There you comics. go. Final draft also. Final draft also has it. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So you know to you know that that's for us writer artist whatever you are. There's just some tools yes. because if you're an uh, if you're a writer and you want to send something off to the artist, like mm-hmm. they're gonna want some kind of you know nice format so yes. that they know where to to look. Yeah, you're also gonna want it to be able to be trans uh, to be reformatted as other things. Yes, so, like make sure that it's at least you have it backed up as a flexible format so that yes. like your artist will be able to see it without exactly. having to download a program. That, of course, is the plus to Google Docs. As long as they have access to Google, it'll show up exactly as you want. Other than that, a PDF is great to send because yeah. the PDF can't be altered. Yes. If you're uh, doing, and it's not relying on fonts. Usually if you're doing a, uh, a pitch, they want... Actually, if you ever want to know um, what third party or, um, you know, like indie comic publishers want... Uh, to get pitches from they usually have a submissions page and yeah. you can have a whole fr- but like if you just google dark horse uh submissions process mm-hmm. they'll have a whole format of how to do it usually you have to, you have to give them a pdf exactly um, um so selling over a little bit of how he likes to write um for me when i would write and again i don't know if this is just because i'm not a great writer or like i just have a different perspective um the idea of me sitting down in front of something and like trying to be like okay panel one this is what happens in panel one so daunting i can't do it so what i find myself doing is making a list of essentially like key plot points and then filling it in as i go and then from there i typically write these like summary paragraphs yeah and then from there, like, as I'm writing them, like, I start to hear some of the characters and, like, what it is. Like, I know certain things have to be said, right? Yeah. And then it's like a, how will they be said? And then what about supplementary dialogue? You know, like, I do it in a kind of a more long and drawn out way. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that's just, that's how I, I write. And I know there are different and better ways to do it. Yeah. But the end result is I have a script, a script and you have a script, you know? It's just different ways about going about it. Yeah. So, um, okay, so you're, made your, you're writing your script, 
you've got your story out there. Uh, I recommend, by the way, not starting with your script. Is I, I recommend you write your story. Yeah. Like you write like what what happens beginning, middle, and end. As you write that, you'll develop characters. You'll figure out who needs to occupy what yep. role. This is all about writing, so it's not. This is not necessarily applicable to what we're talking about, or it is, but it's not what we're trying to talk about. Like if you want to talk about how to write and how to create characters and stuff like that, that's a whole different episode. Yeah, and we but we can absolutely do that. We can do that someday, episode. but like in the meantime, let's assume you know how to do that. Yeah, let's so just you've say done all you're that. doing it. You're going for it. You've you've developed it all. And yeah. Like... Let's say you've done all those things and you've got your create. You've got your your great idea and you've got your concept and you've written your script and it's finally done and it's yep. like let's say that it's a it's a graphic let's say that it's not an ongoing series let's say it's a one shot right yep. and let's say it's 42 pages or 44 pages i think that's the format yep. um but 44 pages of script or maybe 42 pages i don't remember okay but uh, let's say it's 44 and you're ready to go and you got okay 44 pages boom it's done because i think that self-publishing groups who do printing like um kablam, kablam have it based on a certain number of pages right and like that's the thing to once you don't have to do this out of the gate yeah. But once you start writing and you find that, like, the pages are coming and you're like, okay, but, like, I'm not, I have an idea of where I'm going to stop, but I need to, you're going to have to but keep in to mind, if the... you're going to have a hard copy of it, if it's not going to be digital, if it's digital only. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many pages doesn't it is. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about that. If you are printing it, you have to think about the, the, the spreads. Yes. Because you'll find, like, we talk about pages a lot when it comes to... Um, comic book scripts and mm -hmm. sending pages to an artist, but the artist will have to think about things in terms of spread, which is essentially um, I'm just going to open randomly, which is essentially like a two page. Like this is a this is technically a two page spread. They're not they have nothing to do with one another um, because this is an anthology. But you have to think about it in terms of this. So this is the spread, and then there's a spread here. So you have to think about that. Yeah, and as you self publish you are going to be it's like you're running an entire comic book company by the way yep like you're going you're the writer you're the creator you want this thing done you're going to have to do all the legwork yep um so but we're here to help you hopefully figure out what that legwork is exactly so you've got your script i'm yep. sorry you've got your script and it's all it's all done uh go over it and then write it again yep. like either and i don't mean like throw it away and then write it all over again i mean like look at it break it apart Ask questions, like, you know, like, challenge what's written. Yep. Um, you'll need a third party, I think, to read, need, to read it over. You but... need at least one third party, and you definitely, and like, I, the more, I'd say up to at least three, four people. Yeah. Um, because you don't want too much um, feedback, because then people start like, oh. It's, and then they're going to want to share the Then it's a committee. You don't want a committee. No. But you definitely want at least one individual who knows nothing about it. Mm. Because if that person can understand what your point of your script is yes. and like the story and get something out of it, then you're in a great place. Yes. If there are areas where they struggle and it's not something that's reliant on art, like it's like, oh no, but if you could see this, like it would look like that. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But if there's something where they're like, but wait, I thought this character did blah. Yeah, like, you'll find you, like you put your character in one place and he should be in another place, and that's yeah, kind of frustrating. Exactly. So. Or like you'll you'll. F forget about a plot thread you had earlier mm -hmm. or something like that. And the person who's never read it yeah. is the person who's going to start asking you questions. And that's where that whole critique thing comes into play. Just never forget that the person who's asking questions is not doing it to burst your bubble. No. They're doing it because they're trying to help yeah, they, you. You asked them for their help, yeah. and now they're trying to give it to you. Exactly. So don't, don't hate them or give them a hard time about right. it. Um, so you've rewritten your script, and it's finally ready for someone to actually draw it. And you couldn't wait because you've been desperately wanting to see it visualized. And the more you write, the more excited you are. Mm -hmm. um, 
so now you want to find an artist and that's a whole different process which is fantastic and we have intimate knowledge of how to do that exactly <clears throat> but uh but the but to touch upon that a little bit you want to find an artist who tonally matches what you're trying to portray um yes. it Next. doesn't matter about affordability or about um notoriety or how popular they are you really just need to find an artist who complements your script or can can show it in the best possible light. Yep. Like the, the who's best suited for this script. Yep. Um, Think about it like this: Witches is an amazing story. It is made. It's taken to a totally different level because Jock's art is a great match for a horror story. Yes. His like the work that he does there totally matches the story that Snyder wanted to tell. Yeah. It also helps that the two of them work really well together. Yes. Like, Snyder gets what Jock wanted to do. Yeah. And, there again, there's a whole process that we can talk to you about yeah. when it comes to the writer finding the artist. Mm -hmm. If you're an artist and you're starting this process, the writing part may not come as easily for you, and that's okay because part of you is going to want to just jump into it. You're like, no, I'm an artist. I'm just going to start drawing things. Yeah. And that could fine. Be, that's fine. But you... It need at least something of an outline. Yes. You have to start thinking about the world that you're building and not just the images that you're drawing. Yeah. These characters have to be able to say something and have different voices. These characters have to have somewhere to go, essentially. Yeah. Um, so while like for the writer it is for me, I always find I always feel like for the writer it's more painstaking in a sense mm -hmm. because it's you've written this now you just need to see it you want to see it and you're completely relying on someone else yes the artist can try to put together a story yeah it may not be a super strong story and that's where you'd probably seek out someone who is a writer mm -hmm. who could punch up your script yeah oh absolutely you um, know like you probably have some idea of the like if you have some characters if you have like an image in your mind like you have some idea of the story right you just may not be able to put the pen to paper yeah. you can bring someone in to help you with that um whether that be a writer friend um whether that be someone you find online um you know like use these tools yeah um if you're the person who can do both then i would say um, don't work on your pages, like your, your actual comic book pages as you're writing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're still working on the first page, like if you have the first page written, don't, you don't start working on that no. right away. Yeah. Um, unless you're doing a web comic and then that's very different. Yeah. Um, get some of it good to go. Cause otherwise you'll put all this work into the, to the actual page artwork, mm -hmm. um, without knowing that that's going to be final. Yeah. What I would do is I would start to develop the look and feel of your world, like artistically. Yeah. So as you're doing, if you're, if you have crafted this whole world, you know, this is where having um, like an actual hard copy of like a journal or something or a sketchbook, that's a little different because yes. you might want to be drawing in the margins of some of your ideas. Like it's something that you can reflect back on as you're, as you're going. It's true. Um, <clears throat> so when you're looking for an artist, you should think about, uh, like, honestly, like who in the industry should draw your book. You're not going to get them. No, but that's what you're going to be looking for. You're going to be just thinking about it in general. Um, I have a friend who made their own comic. <laughs> they needed to make their own comic because they, they love comics and they, they had a story and they really wanted to get out there. They did not take the, use the tools that were necessary or available to them. Maybe they didn't know what they were. But I think it was more of a problem where their friend 
they asked their friend to draw it for them. Mm-hmm. And their friend was not up to the challenge. No. They were not talented enough to give us something that he was hope. He wanted to have an industry quality book to show people, pitch, and demonstrate his ability. The friend of his, whom he cared cares about and was great, just wasn't up to snuff. Um, because they they did not work as a professional artist in any respect. They didn't do the work regularly, so they couldn't refine their craft. It's just they drew. They liked drawing. It was fun. Good for them. You want to do that? That's fine. If you want to try try and leverage that into breaking into comics or mm-hmm. doing having a career, that is not the the route to take. If you're like a artist writing combo like bunch of friends, that's cool. But it. Uh, you gotta you gotta be realistic yes about your ability yes and if you're like i need to make comics is who i am but the writing isn't that sharp that's fine like find another writist and work or writer and work with them and make something else if you have a if you're if you feel your writing is up to snuff and is strong enough you take that and you find an artist that is up to that's that's complementary to your to your writing in terms of quality right this person made a book that just just it is un... You can't look at it. Because it's just... Like, I... I, It scares people away from reading it because the artist is... The art is so low quality. It's not... It's not strong. It's not strong. And that's fine. Here's the thing. Like, nobody wants to hear that your art isn't strong. Isn't strong or or, or of, of professional exactly, level. Exactly, exactly. So that kind of... Here's you put thing. your he put himself in an, in an impossible he scenario. He did. He did. We like, can never make that book because he will always offend the person who he promised would get to draw right. it. Right. And his okay, his problem really comes into the end like where he wanted to be with it. He wanted to show that to industry professionals. Right. Or at least have like a, an industry level comic with right. his name on. If you just want to make something to make it, then yeah. Literally, that doesn't matter. Yeah, if you want to just all. prove you can make things, that's yeah. Fine. Like if you're just looking to make it, then. It doesn't care. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's industry standards. It doesn't matter. No, that's that's doing it for fun. We're yes. talking about if you want to make a book and you want it to get out there. Yeah. And so don't put yourself in that position is no. what I'm saying. So I find working as little with friends and family as possible is probably the best way to go. It tends to be, yeah. So try and find somebody online. Uh, yep. or in a like we are we're interested we're in an interesting position. First book I ever produced was I did not know about the available tools, but because I happened to live in like the nexus point of the universe, I had a, a, a unique opportunity. Mm-hmm. I live near the Joe Kubert School. Yes, it's a comic book school yep. for artists. Yep. So I just went there and found an artist who was really talented. Right. And and asked them if they wanted to do the book. And they did. And they did two issues and then they worked on their own projects. Yep. But, uh, and by the way, their art style got better as it went on. But, yes, it um, did. You know, I was, I was looking to get the book out there. Yep. And I was also looking to get it done as quickly as possible. So I was already shooting myself in the foot because I wasn't w- willing to wait for either the right artist or willing to wait for that right artist to be at the level the book should have been. Yeah, the artist, the art for that, the, the book that you're talking about, the art the was fine. The first issue was fine. Every but the second th- issue was way better. It was, it was. But um, it could have been even better. It could we... have been, and I, and I always felt like that art, that book needed a different artist. Uh, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I love I'm saying this live now. Yeah, we, we did the de- <laughs> we had a different artist design the characters for that book. Yeah, and the designs were always going to be 
what they were. Yeah. So it was just a question of having that, like, uh, the right artist portray those characters. Right, and I feel like, I, and I've always felt like a different artist could have done that more justice. I'm but interested that's my to pr- see... I would like off camera for you to find an artist for me that okay. would have been that would have done it better, and we will reboot the whole thing. And then, and again, here's here's something else. Use we always said don't work with friends and family. That doesn't mean you don't talk to them. No, because no, no, no. here's the because thing: because they love you and they want to see what you're doing. Right. After, I'm just saying, like, don't don't ask you, like, don't don't wait no. for your aunt to say, like, oh, your cousin is a really good artist, and yeah. they're going to do a great talk job. Talk to them because after Sal went to um, Joe Kubert school. He talked with me. Yes, and, I was and that like, was when she was like, hey, listen. I was like, I'm sorry, wait, that's that's a great idea because it's an amazing school. Yeah. You know there's an entire artist community out there who's desperate for work, right? Yeah. And that's when I was like, go to DeviantArt. Right. Because, of course, DeviantArt is filled with not only, like, single splash images that are, are like, phenomenal to yep. things that are, you know, you know, people growing, and, growing as artists. Growing and developing, yeah. They're just um, starting out. But you will also find people who do sequentials yes. there. And you can search by sequential. Exactly, and... That is, if you are looking for an artist online, it's all well and good if they can draw, like a like a cover image. Great, that's awesome, right. fantastic. But I might not be you able to draw my cover. If when you go through their gallery, you don't see any sequentials. That may not be their forte. Yes, and you'll end up with a book that's really static. Yes, and if you they don't can draw want really that, great single images, but yeah. they can't do it. And, and if yeah. you have a book that's high action. Mm-hmm. You're gonna run into some problems. Oh, and we've seen we've seen published comics where a cover artist did the interiors. To to answer your question, Dark Angel, yes, DeviantArt is still a strong community that's Believe out there. Believe it or not, yeah. And here's the thing: even if an artist that you're looking for is no longer actively using it, their art will still be there, and you can track them down in another way. The internet doesn't go away. Yeah, so you can use... not to be sound like I'm really annoyed at that person. Yeah, but it's the best way to search for art. You can certainly hit up Instagram, but you're gonna start running into problems of trying to put in the right search terms to get what you want. Yes. DeviantArt's a great starting ground, certainly. And it could be the last place you go. Yeah. It could be, you know... But it should definitely be the first place you go because you can legitimately search via the criteria you're looking for. Um, I also used a forum called Pencil Jack. Yeah. And uh, they had a forum group of people who were, like, sharing their art. I think there's a subreddit called comic book art or something I'm like sure that. I'm sure there is. But it's search for comic there's, book subreddits and you'll see them as well. There's so many places to get a hold of... Of artists? artists. Try, though, not to go through a middleman. Yes. I've done that before. There are companies out there who collect artists and then what they want to do is they'll tack on a fee for you to get access to that artist. Yeah, they're like the representation... Because most artists represent themselves, yep. right? Like, I draw, I'm doing sequentials, I don't really care about what projects I get, I just want to do... I just want to make art. You reach out to me and we'll discuss what to do and that's another whole episode is like... Yep. Is negotiation and contracts and how to meet out... With, and how to suss out artists and such. We'll do that in the next episode. Yep. But like... Uh, there are other people who are like, I did all that legwork, but I didn't actually ask them to make projects. I just asked them to be their representation. Yep. So now I represent like these 12 artists. And so if you want to access these 12 artists, you got to, re- you got to reach me and then mm-hmm. I'll talk to them for you. And what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to tell the artist this so-and-so wants to do this. This is their, uh, this is their budget. Yep. And then they're going to, and then the artist will say, oh, I really like that. And they're going to want to do, you don't know what they're talking about or how their, what their thought process is. And I know for a fact that there are people out there who will inflate page rates. Yep. So that they can take a cut 
and it's real bad. Like, it's just, it's a bad scene. Some are probably altruistic and really just care about getting the work out there, but there are others who are not. Yeah. And just beware. Yep. No, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. Um, Sketchy Times TV, uh, we're going to leave this stack of books here even longer now because she said that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that is the full hour. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer a couple <gasps> questions. Yeah. And uh, feel free to toss a few questions out there in the chat. Maybe I'll, I'll hit them up, but I'm not going to spend 20 minutes doing it. No, there um, was there was yeah. a real question, so answer that. Yeah, uh, Wally West. Oh, the, this one or this one? No, answer the real question, and then I want to... Okay, Wally West says, Hey, Sal, uh, I'm a writer, and I'm forming a comic book making club at high school, and I want to know if you have any recommendations for what I and the editor editors should do. Um, you know, if you are making a club at high school, that's awesome. Uh, you can... I, I would recommend bringing books to the club that's like yep. re, you know inspirational like what made you want to write comics in the first place what made you want to make them in the first place what comics do you want to emulate mm -hmm. always have comics on hand yep. have a great big variety of comics i wouldn't say like have a huge stack like this but maybe like just a nice variety of art styles and story mm -hmm. styles you know some like ranging from superhero to like ghost world you know anything that like has uh, different varying formats so that everyone can be like so that people can see what they're best suited for what they want to tell and uh, and then you just kind of like work together and occupy different roles figure out what all those roles are of how to make comics writer editor letterer colorist inker penciler um, you know printer all that shit figure out who those, how many roles there are and who yep. is more passionate about occupying those roles. Yep. And then, uh, and then go from there. Cause like, you know, maybe at the end of the semester you'll have a book or maybe you'll just have a really fun idea. Or maybe you'll just have like, I've had a great time talking about comics with people who are passionate about making comics. The fact is as long as you have a good advisor, cause I was an advisor and I was a teacher. Um, as long as you have a good advisor and shit, you'll, you'll, you'll have a great time and make, no, it's and, true. and still get your picture in the, in the, in the yearbook. I'm going to one more time, just to sketchy time there. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing this is your first show. The stack of books normally isn't. No, here. it's just thanks to Christmas. I have a whole bunch of books. Um, so these are here. So, you know, normally if, there's nothing there. So like, no. it's not a big deal. Also, I don't appreciate, like, I appreciate that you're an experienced artist. So am I. <laughs> so I, I get, you know, thanks, you know, cool. Right on, man. Yeah. Um, no, but in terms of the club thing, yeah. Um, if you're gonna give critique on it, try to have, like we said earlier, try to have like a way to improve as well. Yes. Uh, like something like, and like here's the thing: no one, people may not be prepared to to take it. They really, really may not. Yeah. Um, but so try to try to be nice about it as much as you can. Yeah, because you're, you're. But you still want to help them. Here's so. the thing: you're not. J. Jonah Jameson trying to get like the great Spider-Man photos for your for your multi, you know, regional newspaper. Like, right. You're making you're 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 a comic book club at a high school, so yeah. try to spare people the the experience of of going through like devastating critique. Exactly. You know? If they want to be a professional artist, they will go. They will take professional art classes either in college or in real life and they will experience devastating critique from yeah. people who kind of really know what they're talking about exactly. i'm not saying you don't know what you're talking about but you certainly don't have the experience that like a professor or a, or a seasoned artist would right so keep that together um so i see um this there was a comment that kept coming i've noticed from multiple people yes so i just grabbed one version of it and it's just my pitches seem so trash just shallow and cliche yes okay here's the thing about that just write it. Yeah. Because from writing it, you will grow. Yes. You can't grow unless you make the mistakes. Yeah. And like, that's the worst thing about being a creative is that like knowledge that the best way for you to get better is to make mistakes. The other thing is, is it, as far as making your books, 
working as hard as you can and just working constantly will will hopefully iron out those cliches mm -hmm. if you're talking about the process of pitching in general yeah the whole process is cliche and shallow it is, uh, it I, is. I took a pitch i took a pitch giving course at uh, in in this in new york city a few years ago mm -hmm. a long long time ago um and the pitches are such that like the pitches that i remember giving were liken your project to something else and you're trying to form a picture in someone's head in 11 seconds so saying something like you know ben affleck is on a boat and the you know and there's a sea monster and it's clash of the titans meets like the like the most dangerous game you know like right. these are the it, that is cliche in essence pitching is cliche watch landis do it and you might feel like that's totally different right that's because he emotionally invests himself in pitches he's right. redefining how pitches are made but hollywood pitches and comic book pitches are literally it's superman meets swamp thing it's spider-man meets like right. uh ghost world like but, it's it's tank girl meets such and such like right. these are the cliches that you need to the cliches are there for a reason it's there to create an instant image so that the person you're trying to convince will buy your product right but if you're talking about just about the writing process you just got it. You got to You got to go iron it out by working. You just got to go through it. It may be something you ne never used. Fine. Whatever you will. I guarantee you'll learn something from that. Yeah. And it may spark something else. Or maybe you take that story and you go, okay, I wrote this. Now let me see if I can't turn it on to you by changing an element here or there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so don't feel like you sh like that, like beaten down by the, like the fact that you're like, oh my gosh, I've seen the story so many times. Fine. Yeah. You know what? But you haven't seen it in your voice. No, it's so true. So try telling it in your voice That's and then the thing. go from there. Yeah, like, you know, some have said there's only like four stories in the world. I don't necessarily subscribe to that th theory, but a lot of people do. And if that's the case, then more people have accepted the reality that cliches exist and it's hard to like break out of that mold. Mm -hmm. So you're not in like, you're not in strange company. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, you know, if you want to make a comic book, know that... It is going to be a very intensive, frustrating, and expensive experience that ultimately will result in you having something tangible and beautiful that will not necessarily gain you fame and glory. But if you love comics and if you love the process, then you will never be able to stop. And Or you'll be able to say with pride and, 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 and uh, enthusiasm that I did this. I have a friend, uh, I went to college with him, he... Really, really, he was a great, he was a, he wanted to be a great writer, but he was realistic enough to say, like, I'm not going to be a novelist. Right. And he wanted to run him, and he, and he always had a passion for, for making food. And he, mm -hmm. so he wanted to run a restaurant. And he uh, wound up subletting a dinner or a, a breakfast joint to do lunch. And so he, he ran the restaurant like after 12. And he, and he had a staff and he had like a menu and he bought the inventory and stuff and he managed to save a whole bunch of money by doing it. And uh, he had to get a business license in order to accomplish this. And it wound up being, I think he did it for a year or less. And at the end of the year, he didn't make any profit and right. he didn't, and it didn't become a franchise or anything, but he has that business license hanging in his office along with his many other trophies and accomplishments through his life. And he would never give up that business license, even if he only had it for a year. Right. And the fact is like that experience emboldened him to take risks and try new things and be the man that he is today. And it's right. thanks to those experiences and those failures and try and tribulations and money spent that you'll never see a return on that made him feel like he didn't waste that opportunity that was available to him. So comic books 
if that's your passion, could be that opportunity for you. Yep. Uh, so, you know, think about that business license on the wall that he'll never use and he'll never be able to recoup and stuff. Yep. He remembers like working really late and being up really early and getting really frustrated and hiring friends, firing friends and going right. through that whole really emotional experience. And now he'd never trade it for the world because of that year of experience where he did this, this, this crazy silly thing that at the end of the day didn't really bankrupt in and didn't, didn't ruin his life, but didn't like, he didn't do it in an opportune time. He just did it. And it, and it was worth it just by doing it. So what we're here to do is try and help you make the best thing yes. for you. Yep. Even if it will it won't result in a career in comic books or a, or or a, or a cinematic it, universe of your Right, of your it could result in any number of things. Yeah, it, that's the thing is that we okay, so us making comics. What? <laughs> There's a couple of questions. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Let's go to, let's go to there. Let's um go to there. someone asked about how to make a character compelling. Think about the most compelling characters that you've ever experienced. Why are they compelling? I was going to say, give them their own voice, yes. make them true to themselves, and don't overcomplicate them. Yeah, don't Don't try to force them to be compelling. You don't have to give them the most tragic backstory ever, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have to worry about that. Like, make them compelling by allowing them to to stay, like, whatever decision they make makes sense in, with within the character. Yeah. Uh, Which is something that is really difficult. I would say also, like, take the people that you know who are the most compelling, the most yeah. compelling people you ever met, and ask yourself why. Yeah. Why are they so interesting to me? Uh, and, and go from there. Um, how do you make your characters interesting? Same thing. Um, a lot of it's going to be from life. The people around you, people you know, people you've heard of. Just just pull from it. Earlier I also, um, oh, how do you make your character designs interesting? Um, with that reference, I'm not even kidding you. Um, there have been times where I will look up, um, for example, um, this is going to sound kind of weird, <laughs> but like um, avant-garde fashion. Mm. Because from other creatives doing something that's completely not in my skill set, I can explore completely think like new things, new shapes, new silhouettes. That's another thing. A lot of artists work within silhouettes. I've seen artists and watch other artists. Yeah learn from what they do. I've seen artists work entirely in silhouette where they'll draw like, they just use nothing but uh, black. So whether it be digital or, or just inks, mm -hmm. they'll just draw out a silhouette. It works a little better digitally because then you can go in and be like, okay, so here's the head here. Like I, I have this shape. What will I fill in within that shape? Exactly. Um, so like if you're thinking about for superheroes, um, either I would say, Look into fashion. I know it's it's not the norm, but like again, look to the avant-garde. Um, also, look at history. Mm -hmm. Look at different cultures throughout the world. Yeah. Um, and also, color palette is very important. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, use the tools available online. People have made palettes. Oh, you yeah. can like complementary colors are always very strong. Yep, and they they that's how the comic that's how superheroes work. Exactly, it's very true. I mean, look at look at how many Marvel characters are green and purple. No, it's true. <laughs> um, and just don't forget that people have an emotional attachment to color. Yeah. So that is something that you have to be thinking about, especially if you're doing a, a character that is like going to be reliant on their costume. Yeah. Uh, Noble three asked, how do you write a script if you can't envision how the scene will look because you don't know how the drawing process works? Forget how the drawing process works. Don't worry works. about it. Like, don't think about how they're going to make it look. Just make it make sense. Yep. And you could make it make sense by decomplicating it. If you were doing an action sequence where, like, two people are talking over a table and 
you know, the other person like pulls their arm and like flips them over the table out the window behind them, you know, yep. like just say they're arguing over a table, uh, you know, guy A is behind the table, guy B is in front of the table, uh, you know, there's a window behind guy A, guy A pulls the arm of the, of the guy, and guy of, of guy B and pulls him through the window. Like, just see where they go. And, and yeah. the, the artist that you're working with will, if they can't do it, or if they're not sure, they'll just ask you. And yeah. that's why the, the, this process is so amazing, thanks to the, thanks to the advent of the internet, because they, you can just, you can either IM each other or you can email each other and it can be instant. Like the, the the questions that he might he or she might give you. Yep. Uh, Mike J mentioned I submitted an eight page comic. Blah blah. blah. It took my time about a year and a half. Uh, made me or uh, half a year. Made me really respect comic book artists and writers and how fast they can work. It's yes. true. And pitching to editors if you have like a story, a concept, a short story, uh, maybe a one like a one off or or a half off. Mm -hmm. Like there are a lot of. Um, I mean, look, like, there's no, there's no guarantees, mm -hmm. you know, like, I submitted a pitch to a publisher, and I had friends and names and, and a built-in audience, yep. and I never heard back. No. I mean, we got people, literally, who, like, work directly with publishers, who are yep. like, I would like to write a, a backup in one of your books. Stonewalled. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter how many YouTube subscribers you have. It doesn't nope. matter. Like, it just matters. Well, all that matters is, can you produce? Is it a good story? Right. And, and, and also, will it sell? And here's something that you can never control: the mental state of the person you give it to that's when the they thing. get it. You need because to be really if they're having a bad day, boom, they're, they, that could like, be the end of it, and yeah. that's what sucks. It's yeah, the and, same thing with the college process. Like, yeah. depending on the person who reads your application. Yep, you could you could just not get into your just favorite. Because I was I stubbed my toe, and yeah. now I'm mad at everybody. Or I got I got I got into a fight with my wife. Um, I also saw earlier. This was much earlier, but I just remember this question. Someone asked, "How long does it take to write one issue?" And I'm going to say, "As long." as it takes yeah really like, it, like <laughs> I, I don't i couldn't tell you like the okay think about okay i was gonna say think about with book writing mm -hmm. look at like the dark tower series yeah how long did it take to write like that series like that took forever yeah some people or can, the door the, the game of thrones books right but or like some people can bang out a script in no time yeah it's just if it comes it comes and if it doesn't it doesn't yeah uh the, the the question is or the answer is as long as it takes to write the best thing you can yep like don't rush don't rush but don't like, fuss yeah like that's the, that's that is going to be i think one of the hardest things to get past yeah. is finding that moment where you realize i'm done i'm ready for the next step i yeah uh, i used to hate this quote by George Lucas, but I find as an editor, it is more true every day mm -hmm. where he says films are never completed. They're only abandoned. That's why he made the special editions and everything. Cause he's like, I always felt like I abandoned my masterpiece. Um, you do eventually need to learn when it's time to walk away and decide this is the, this is done. Yeah. Especially the more digital we get, like, when, yes. when I made the uh, the holiday special, look, say what you will about it, but like at some point or another, I was like, I have to stop making this. It has to come out yeah. now. Yeah. And watching it again, I'm like, okay, there are a few things I could do here and here and here. And oh, yeah. like, but if I did that, it would never stop because like the technology will always be developing and changing. Yes. And it's like, there's always going to be a time. You're when... also going to be your worst critic. Yes. I'm always going to be looking for things to, well, I don't know about that. I think we have some pretty terrible critics. No, but I was going to uh... <laughs> say, when you, when you do something like this, when you put something very personal out and like your writing is gonna be personal it doesn't matter if you're writing about something about yourself or yeah. a superhero or something that's completely not related to you at all it's part of you yeah. and so you're always going to find criticism in it for yourself yeah stuff that doesn't like people are like what are you talking about mm -hmm. you know like that's just it, it it's part of this whole process yeah 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. I, I, I want to answer more questions, but we got to wrap it up because I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time because we could be answering questions for oh, hours. Yeah, and, and we're going to do more and of we're doing these that we'll touch on a lot of this stuff. Yes. And I think what you guys should take out of this episode in particular mm -hmm. is if you want to start doing this, start tonight. Yeah. Start as, start as soon as you can. <laughs> start writing. Hopefully some of you are starting to write while we were talking, getting yeah, some ideas. Just or, get your ideas down. Or, don't, or take out an old idea and revisit it. Don't let the voice inside of your head that tells you it's not good it's a bad idea it's been done don't let that get in your way yeah just write it yeah what you should and, and if you ever just want to find motivation i think kevin smith is in a weird place in his life where he yeah. keeps motivating uh i don't i can't listen to it anymore but like there's one point that he makes that i always like which is like be a why not kind of person yeah. You know, like, why not? Why not try this? You know, because yeah. there is a million people out there who are going to ask you why. Why yeah. Why should you do that? Why? Yeah. Why would you want to climb a mountain or, or exactly. write a comic book or do that? Why? Like, because there's so many people who don't do that. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm going to be a person who did that. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to start a restaurant. It'll be a year and I didn't, like, destroy my family. Yep. Like, I'm going to write a comic book and maybe I spent a couple thousand dollars. But you know what? At the end of the year, I spent a couple thousand dollars and I have this thing. Right. Or I could have, like, spent a couple thousand dollars and I had a broken like, lawnmower. Right. But here's the thing. For the step that we're at right now, the writing part, it costs you nothing. Yes. Yeah. Creating costs you nothing until <laughs> yep. you get to the next until step. Until you get to the next step. But for right now, don't don't let yourself stop you yeah. from trying it. No, it's true. Because you... And here's the thing. You literally... You don't have to show anyone what you wrote. Yeah. You don't have to. Or you can. It does... It's... Do it for you. Yeah. If you want to write something, write it. Yeah. Just do it. I will answer one more question because okay. it, it, it gets to the heart of me. Uh, somebody said, what if you're under the age of 18? My friend was 15 <laughs> when he developed technology that will that, that defined how bots work in first-person shooters. He was 15 when he mm -hmm. helped pioneer that technology. So he was 17 when he wrote a song that went viral yeah and you will still hear to this day in movie trailers yep like you you really don't have to worry about how old you are no. the only thing you have to worry about <laughs> yeah i was gonna is say is contracts yeah and what you and, and and being stolen from yes but if you're doing something completely independently on your own if yeah. you're doing something entirely on your own you're doing all the writing all the art don't worry about it just do it yeah just absolutely do it but uh, yeah, so that's all. That's all we have time for today. But uh, we're gonna do this series, I think, on a monthly basis. So next month we'll do another whole episode, uh, or we will bring this show back in a, in a different form. Who knows? But because we'll talk about this it. This is and, something and refine that it. we wanted to do for a while because here's the thing: we all love reading comics, and there's, I okay, I know I'm I'm never gonna make money off of my art. Right. Like I I know what you mean. I make make these this graphic is art. design is yes it's art but like my personal art i'm you like that's money not gonna go anywhere no like my personal art that's not i'm not that i'm not industry standard and i never will and i can't do sequentials and that's fine but yeah. I, I still do it because i like to do it exactly because i'm very much of the bob ross fundamental you know what i mean like you anyone can do it yeah it doesn't matter if you want to do it do it that's right just do it yeah there's no there's no reason to to, to not at least try yeah something you know even if it's Cause like, yeah. Cause look, like, there's a lot of shit out there. <laughs> there is, and then like, it's just, just go for it. And like, honestly, like, the, the age factor, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You could be ten. You could be fifty-five. Yeah. If you want to start writing comics, 
Yeah. Go for it. Uh, but the other thing is, um, I don't remember. But the, you can. It's all in sketchbooks. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and she's very she she's very covetous of that. Art, I am. So you see it. Um, but yeah, so that's that, guys. Thanks a lot for watching. Um, sorry that the episode had to be postponed to today, but you know what? I guess it worked out. It did. <laughs> it did, and we we did like it was a holiday thing. Yes, it was just we were we've been up till we've been up until four in the morning every day so it's been a long <laughs> yeah. but uh That's thanks a lot for watching <laughs> and if you like back issues you should check out uh, our episode of black mirror it's a lot of fun uh yes. hopefully you'll like it and uh tiffany headlined an episode of uh back issues for next week it's a lot of fun all four of us are on the couch so check it out i know but, that um, was crazy we were back on the red couch so we're all like Ooh. um and you know just one last plug don't forget um love is love is out yeah um, my uh, uh my buddy uh, jason inman and ashley victoria robinson wrote uh, a story in here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, just... Check it out. And, and tweet at him. Let him know that it was cool. Yep. Yeah. Just fun, cool book. Um, yeah. Just lots of stories in here. And actually, lots of stories by, like, all people from, like, all different parts Walks of, of art. Yeah, of art and also from different areas of the comic book universe. There's a Paul Dini story in here. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Awesome. So, well, that's very great. cool. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks a lot for watching this episode of Elseworlds Exchange. We'll see you guys next week with another episode. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Keep writing. Yes. Oh, <laughs>